0: Hello, today I'm going to ask you to just take a moment and prepare your heart to hear Gila Valley's message so that your faith will grow and you will continue to hunger for more of God's word because Romans 10 17 tells us that faith comes from hearing the word. I pray you enjoy today's message. You open up your copy of God's Word this morning to 1 Timothy chapter 3. If you don't have a Bible with you this morning, there is a black book in the pew in front of you. Jerry, you have served well. Thank you for your faithfulness. In fact, I believe that one man being faithful to the mission and the cause of Christ can change an entire community can impact the entire world. I believe that Jerry is one of those men. I want to share a story with you as I was talking to the family leading up to our services this morning. As we honor Jerry for his 55 years of serving as deacon, as we look at the qualifications of what a deacon is. Let me read this to you believe that one faithful man can change the world. Do you? When a man gives his life to the Lord and serves him, what we see is a disciple that is making disciples that is making disciples. It started with the next-door neighbor sharing their faith. It's a crazy idea, right? This man's name was Jim Borden, who invited Jerry to join his family at church. They had two babies, Julie and Eddie. Jim would become good friends and a mentor of Jerry. Jim served the Lord as a deacon at First Baptist Church of Lordsburg. And shortly after Jim moved away, the need arised for new deacons. And so Jerry was elected to serve. The Honorable Jerry was elected to serve as deacon. The year was 1967. Jerry served the Lord alongside some other deacons. Joe Rose, Ralphs, thank you. I practiced that name like crazy. I'm sorry, Janice. Uh, Actually, this is Janice's grandfather, Harold Bishop and Sam Gass. Later, Jerry would move to a small town in the southwest to help his father-in-law, Robert Clark, plant a church that we know today as Gila Valley Baptist Church. Jerry McBride became great friends with Jerry and they served as some of the very first deacons at our wonderful church. Jerry led his family well. He led Judith well. In fact, as he made disciples among his family, Judith would teach classes across our Sunday school uh, ministry. Then Judith would then teach Janice and Janice would grow in her faith and now Janice taught some of our students and children this morning. Again, what we see is disciples making disciples making disciples. Today, we had the privilege of being led and worshipped by Jerry's grandson, Garrett, and Harley, his granddaughter-in-law, Tommy, and his great-granddaughters, Molly, and Harper. His great-grandson, Jasper, and his son, Eddie, are serving in the sound booth, This morning, his great-grandsons Luke and Walker helped take offering. And on most Sundays, you'll see Julie, his daughter, serving in the nursery. One faithful man who not only changed our community, but changed the chain of his family, changed the course of events. And when a man is faithful to serve the Lord, their family is blessed. Mr. Jerry you are blessed. And your family is blessed because of your faithfulness to him. Miss Judith, you are blessed. Thank you for serving our church. Thank you for supporting your husband. And thank you for leading your family together to serve the Lord. Let's pray. Can Absolutely husband and a godly father and godly grandfather? Amen. And we witnessed that today with several of your family members, several of your friends, other deacons that served on staff, Mr. Will here today from First Baptist Lordsburg. And so praise God, sir. Praise God. Let's open up, uh, sorry, let's pray and then we'll open up our scriptures. Father, we just thank you for a man after your heart. Father, we thank you for a man who has dedicated his life, 55 years, to your service for your church for your gospel father we pray that we would look at his example father we pray that we too would uh, put to death whatever is in our way of serving you this morning father i pray that we would understand and honor you as other men around us honor you all god's people said, amen 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8 is where we uh, pick up in the qualifications of a deacon. I'm going to read the passage, verse 8 through 13. It says this, Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of faith with a clear conscience and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Verse 11, their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanders, but sober-minded and faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and great confidence in the faith that is In Christ Jesus. We have before us a deacon. That has been on purpose. We see a couple qualifications. Of the office of deacon in verse 8. But first I want to define the word before you. This morning must. Deacons must. Meet these qualifications. Now each of us as church members should. In fact you won't see anything out of. This text here that each of us as Christians should be doing. But each of us who serve in the office of deacon must do these things. Deacons likewise must be dignified. Jerry, your report has been dignified. You and your example is worthy of respect. You are honorable and so we gather today to honor you because of Your dignified spirit. Not double-tongued. His sincerity. Your sincerity has been overwhelming. I remember growing up at times, and maybe your parents have done this too your mom, or maybe you've done this to your children, but you're yelling at your kids, hey, go to your room. Hey, go clean your room. Go do this. Go do that. And maybe someone from work calls, or one of your, uh, your friends call, and you answer the phone. Hello? How you doing today? Everything's going great, right? Now, that's one side of not being double-tongued or not being two-faced. But in the context of this, specifically talking about within the church, It's a deacon, it's a man of God who is not saying one thing to church members and another thing to other church members. It's someone who understands the truth of God regardless of what we believe. If it doesn't say it in here, what we believe is in vain. But we must hold our deacons and we must honor our deacons who are dignified and are not double-tongued. So thank you, Jerry, for your sincerity, your conduct. As we go into this text, we see not addicted to much wine. Now, it doesn't matter if you look at this text in the Hebrew or the Greek or Latin or whatever it is. It says not addicted to much wine. So I'm going to play both sides of the, the token here if I can for a moment. A deacon who is serving in appropriate conduct takes his religious liberties and puts them to the side. A deacon who is qualified for the office of a deacon in his conduct says, you know what? I see in scripture where God has asked people to leave their families, their home, everything for the cause of Christ. And so we should be able to leave alcohol or any addicted substance for the cause of Christ. Now the other side of the Coin is we cannot require something of deacons that God's word does not require of them. And so not being addicted to much wine, but your conduct has been above approach. In fact, later on in this text and other uh, texts, when it's talking about this this conduct, it says to be sober-minded have sound judgment, to be able to make a decision based on the Holy Scriptures rather than the opinions and our own desires. In verse 8, it goes on and it says, not greedy for dishonest gain. And so, Jerry, this morning, we thank you for your generosity. We thank you for not picking a specific ministry to support, but supporting the overall ministry of the local church not withholding your tithe and your offering because of uh, someone else's disobedience, but because of your obedience, you support the cause of Christ. I've said this every week in our series on deacons. Our deacons are not perfect. I, as your pastor, am not perfect. We're not the spiritually elite in the church, but we should be. The spiritually obedient. And so I thank you, Jerry, for your faithfulness and your obedience. We talked about in Sunday school how your reputation in the community is without blemish. Whether we go to the cafe, the gas station, the school, whether we're talking about you, one of your family members, anything, we know the reputation of the Woodrow family. We know that they are faithful to the Lord, they're not perfect but they see a man who is after God's own heart, and they commit in that. The book, A Deacon on Purpose, by Dr. Tony Wolfe, has this to say about deacons. The church's reputation in the community is often directly connected to its deacon's reputation in the community. And so I thank you for having a reputation that's not double-tongued, not divisive. Uh, How how in the world could we invite someone to church when we're talking poorly about church? But that's not what you've done, Jerry. You have been faithful in every season. You have been faithful over the course of 55 years. Follow along with me in verse 9. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. Now I want to uh, pause in a moment for us understanding the gospel of grace. If you one day cannot stand before the throne of God with confidence because you have a heavenly father who in his death, burial, and resurrection has made a way for you to have a relationship with him, then would you have that confidence in the faith? At the end of service, we'll have a time where you can say, you know what, pastor, I need to have that confidence when I stand before God. But our deacons need to be obedient to Christ, and our deacons need to do this with a clear conscience. That's why in verse 9 we see that it's his conviction. Your conviction, Jerry, has led you in a humble spirit His conviction of the Holy Spirit to repent of sins because we all sin, right? We we all admit we're not perfect, but we press on towards the cause of Christ because of our heavenly call in Christ Jesus. So I thank you for the conviction of the Holy Spirit and your obedience to listen to that when we do fall short of the glory of God. Verse 10, and let them also be tested first. Let them serve as deacons that they prove themselves blameless. Now, Miss Judith, I didn't ask you this, but uh, do you use a magnifying glass when you read some books? I I have seen that over the course of some people when they're reading some books. And when I read this verse here, I thought if we were to take a magnifying glass and we were to put it over Jerry. And we were to examine him as verse 10 says to see if he proves blameless. We could see over the course of some 55 years we see the conviction of sin. We see the repentance of sin. We see leading our church in spiritual obedience and so we thank you as we examine you over the course of some 55 years and we hear testimonies from 1st Baptist Lordsburg, we hear testimony and we witness the fruit of your family following the Lord, we have examined Jerry and his faithfulness to the Lord. In fact, I mentioned that I believe it's a very bold statement that one man can change the world. I believe that one man has changed this community. Through Jerry's obedience, through Robert Clark's obedience, through several men coming together being obedient to Christ, we have seen our church get planted. First Baptist Lordsburg has planted numerous different churches, and so we thank you for leading your family. This morning, I want to challenge all of us as men to follow in Jerry's example to lead his family. Billy Graham mentioned something along the lines of this in some of his evangelistic meetings. Barner Research has done some stuff. Lifeway Research has, has done some studies on this. And, and I'm just going to tell you, uh, I understand that most statistics are made up, okay? But I just want to put it in perspective. In fact, if you look on the screen, you'll see this viral graphic over the course of the last month. Uh, my friends in Texas, other pastor friends, uh, individuals in our church have understood how kids grow up in church and why so many individuals are growing away from the faith. But I would say, uh, the, even more so than that, what takes place is when a man of God leads his family in accordance with the Holy Scriptures. And so So I'll read this. It's in small text on the screen. I apologize for that in advance. If a child is the first person in the family to accept Christ and join the church. This is what Billy Graham has said, what Barnard Research Group has said and Lifeway has said. The rest of the family will do so Only 3% of the time. If the mother is the first, that percentage goes to 17%. But if the father is the first to accept Christ and join the church, the rest of his family will follow 93% of the time. Men of God. We have a God-given biblical responsibility to lead our families well. Amen? Look at verses 11 and 12. Their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanders or gossipers, but sober-minded and faithful in all thing. Let all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. See, in verse 11 and 12, what we see is a man who is leading his family and so a deacon on purpose in his home. It starts in the home, folks. Your faith, your family's faith, starts in the home and under your spiritual guidance. A man who is called to lead their families in all spiritual matters. A man has authority over their home to lead in forgiveness and to extend grace. They have women and children that will follow their spiritual convictions because they witnessed a man, Jerry, who is so in love with God that nothing else matters. Jerry, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being so in love with God that nothing else matters. And as your children have seen you in your recliner uh, studying the word as they've seen you over the course of generations and generations as we understand your family and your friends are here gathered today, you have led your family well. And so you are given a reward Your reward is the assembly this morning as we honor you for your 55 years of service. Let's look at verse 13. Verse 13 says, For those who serve well as deacons gain good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Now as we look at this text, again I want to point out that there is not anything in here that all of us should not be doing. We shouldn't be drunkards, right? We should be dignified. We shouldn't be gossipers or slanders. We should be focused on the mission of Christ and we should be leading our families well. But deacons must do that. And verse 13 tells us that those deacons who do gain good standing before their congregation. It's one of the only times in Scripture that we see where man's applause is even mentioned uh, in a positive sense. And so this morning, we honor you as man's applause, but more so than that, Jerry. You have the confidence, not only in your salvation, to stand before the throne of God and say, Abba, Father, I'm home, but you have the confidence to stand before God and say, I have served you faithfully, Lord. I want to have that confidence. I don't know about you, but men, we should all want to have that confidence to stand before God one day with a clear conscience and say, I have served you well. In every season, in every trial, in every hardship, in everything that was going on, I served you well. I served the mission of Christ well. Dr. Tony Wolf also says this in his book. He says a deacon always stands tallest on his knees. He is most honorable when he is most humbled. And so I want to ask you, congregation, this morning do you have the confidence to stand before God as your father? If not, would you accept the gospel this morning? Would you accept the idea of following the Lord this morning? but for those of us who do have a relationship with the Lord. Maybe this morning in our time of invitation, I'm going to ask Jerry's family to come back up to lead worship for us right now. Would we as men lead our families? Well, maybe today is the day where we say, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Maybe this morning you just need to say, you know what, I have not... I have not followed Christ like the way I need to. We're not worried about 10 years ago. We're not worried about two months ago. We're not worried about last night. We're worried about today and the days forward. Today, would you give your life to Christ? Today, would you say, me and my house, we are going to be obedient towards the the cause of Christ. Let me tell you the beautiful fact here, ladies and gentlemen. His mercies are new every single morning. Would you receive His mercy this morning? Stand and sing a song. Come forward if you need to repent of sin, if you need to start a relationship with Jesus, if you need to say, me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Thank you for your service, Jerry.